Welcome to Plain Talk. Plain Talk has a new podcast every two weeks with up-to-date information about aviation technologies for general and business aviation. From home to cockpit to boardroom to personal tech, Plain Talk provides informative information for pilots, industry insiders, and aviation enthusiasts alike. My name is Phil Lightstone. I'm a general aviation pilot with over 1,900 hours in my logbook, flying almost every week with over 30 years experience in the technology and aviation industries. So uh, we're here at AirVenture 2022. I'd like to welcome into the Plane Talk cockpit, Carrie McCauley, um, someone I've watched on TV a bajillion times, I think uh, famous for not only his aviation career as a outstanding ferry pilot and I think you also flew ag flew ag agricultural nope, spring never huh? ag sky a lot of skydivers though skydivers awesome did you ever have to go out the door yourself it, go out, out the door go myself out, yeah go out the I've door jumped 20 oh close the door myself no out the door out the door uh, with a skydiver I've only jumped 20,000 times 20,000 really yes honestly 20,000 yes. times that's amazing wow so occasionally occasionally you've it got a few jumps time. under yeah under your <laughs> under your belt and i think probably a lot of the plane talk audience have seen you on dangerous flights yeah yeah that was a it was a fun show to be on what was that like to do you know it was really fun and rewarding but it was also terrifying at the same time i mean Imagine being in a plane with cameras all over the plane and a cameraman behind you filming your every move. And by every move, I mean every good move and every mistake. Wow. So if you make a mistake in the cockpit, millions of people are going to see it right. because that's what they focus on. In the next episode, Carrie screws up. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Was there any camera production folks with you on the flights? Or? Yep. We always had a cameraman slash director with us in the, in the plane. That was, uh, that was also challenging because he wouldn't film 24 hours a day. Film a lot, but it never failed. Something interesting would happen, and he wouldn't be filming it. We'd have an interesting conversation. And then he'd say, wait, 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 stop. Now do it again. And you turn from you were just having a conversation with your co-pilot. Right. Now you're an actor because you have to recreate yourself having a conversation. And that was really hard. But after, after a little while, I got pretty good at it. So what was, the, what was harder uh, doing ferry flying, i.e. airplanes you'd never flown before and their little personalities and idiosyncrasies, or all the, you know, the production stuff, as you said, you know, <laughs> cut, let's do, start, do that again, I didn't get it. You know, I think the production stuff ended up being harder. I mean, ferry flying is hard enough, but I've done it for a real long time, so it's never routine, but I kind of had it down. But the production stuff, you know, everything takes twice as long. If you just want to walk across the ramp, you got to you go, wait, 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 and the cameraman's got to get out in front of you and get set up, and then he'll film you walking across the ramp. And every single thing in your entire day is like that. So you really learn patience, you know. It's just because as a ferry pilot, I'm a go, go, go guy. Let's get in the plane. Let's get in the air. we gotta, we got to make some miles. And it was not like that. And I, I recalled... Uh, an episode, you're uh, flying right seat in a Phenon. Yep. You're out of, I think, the Russia, and a little problem with uh, pressurization, squats, switch. Yep. Just tell us about that. Yeah. So like I mentioned, if you make a mistake, they really focus on it. 
like the time I stalled a jet. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. That was embarrassing. So, yeah, we'd taken off on Vatty Vladivostok and climbing through 12, 13,000 feet, pressurization system went out. Uh, it was a very rough runway and taxiway, and it just had screwed something up. And I was flying, and my captain, Marcio, you know, he immediately starts messing with the pressurization, says level off. So I level the jet off, and ATC starts yelling at us, what are you doing? And I'm talking to ATC and flying the jet, and, you know, I hadn't reduced power quick enough, and so we start going faster and faster, and Marcio says, slow down, and he reached over, and he slapped the throttle back to idle. Oh. And I was like, okay. And I'm still flying because I'm a hand-flying guy. I'm not yeah. an autopilot guy. Yeah. And it was a pretty complicated autopilot. Was, you know, new to the jet. So I figured I'm just going to keep her straight and level for now. And he didn't like that. He said, nope, autopilot. And he hit the autopilot and engaged it. And I'm just sat back like, all right, I guess you're taking care of everything. And I'm still yelling at, you know, arguing with the ATC and watching Marcio do his thing with the pressurization. And I wasn't doing my job. I was not watching the airspeed indicator, and it went slower and slower oh, and slower wow. until finally, stall, stall, stall. Down we went. Well, thank God it didn't enter into a flat spin. And right. It it was. I caught it pretty quick. Yeah. You know, I caught, we didn't we didn't lose hardly an altitude, but it's just, you know, I had the oxygen mask on, and it's just, it was just really embarrassing. That was 100% my fault. I'll totally admit that. But it does make for good TV content. It made for great TV. They loved it. The production company, every time you made some big mistake, they were happy as clams, man. So did they say something like, oh, we, we didn't quite get it. Can you do it again? Can you, can you stall the plane again? <laughs> no, no, they didn't have. Luckily, we got that in one take. Right. What was the, you know, dealing with ATC to go back to the airport like? Well, when you're in Russia, and a lot of Europe, but especially Russia, they are very inflexible. If you've got something wrong... They're not, they're not just going to let you turn around and land and fix it. If you declare it, they'll let you if you declare an emergency. Sure. But over there, if you declare an emergency, it is a big deal. I mean, that plane's grounded for a long time. Wow. they got to do a huge investigation and everything. And there was an airbest, you know, coming in, and they needed the airspace, and we're just trying to stall them. And even so, even though we, got the, we manually did the pressurization and we were able to keep going, at our next destination, the... The Russian FAA came out, and they wanted to know what happened, and we had to explain it all to them. And wow. luckily, we were able to convince them that it wasn't a true emergency. We fixed the problem, and which we hadn't, but <laughs> we had we had to pretty much manually do the pressurization for the rest of the trip. But wow, was that tough? It was. It was distracting because sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. You know, years would pop, and like, oh crap! You know, yeah. and you're at 35,000 feet and you lose pressurization, that's yeah, it's a bad inconvenient. Day. Yeah. yeah, bad day. <laughs> it's a bad day. Right. Wow. And then I, I think there was an interesting flight, an SR-22 with uh, Stewie uh-huh. uh, flying with uh, some irritable bowel problems <laughs> for yeah. polite conversation. We uh, we left Pakistan and just before we left, he, he kept, he'd kept running to the bathroom and he said, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. We take up, and he didn't last more than a few minutes, and he was grumbling again. It's like wow. I told him we can turn around. I'm like, no, let's keep going. It's about a five-hour flight to Fujairah in the United Arab Emirates, paralleling the Iranian coastline. And let me tell you, that looked like the most long and painful flight wow. ever. He was just had his eyes closed and concentrating. 
Of course, I had to make him laugh, tell him I'm glad I got him that Buns of Steel video for Christmas. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. You will regret it. <laughs> but he, he, uh, he held it together the whole way. And when we got on the ground, I ran into the FBL and found the nearest bathroom and ushered him in, in there. And the sounds he made, I could have swear we're not human. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was, he was sick for two days, and wow. literally he was actually sick for more than a month. And back in California, he had to go get treated for parasites. Oh, my God. And we'd eaten the same thing. We'd really? Eaten at, we'd eaten at the airport or not the, the hotel buffet and literally almost exactly the same thing. Wow. And I don't know if I just got lucky or if I, you know, I've been ferry flying for so long. I eat the local food. I drink the water. You know, I've got a pretty good tolerance, not right. like someone who doesn't go internationally. And Stu hadn't been much. so. Wow, amazing. Maybe yeah. I was just tougher. Yeah, it could be you're just tougher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll yeah, go with tougher. Yeah. We'll go with tougher. That's, I think, uh, better karma. Sure. So what's on the horizon for you? What are you doing these days? Well, uh, running the skydiving school in Minneapolis. That's my main gig. Uh, two years ago, I published my first book called wow. Fairy Pilot. Just been wildly successful. I, who knew I could write? I, I always knew I had great stories, but uh, apparently I can tell them good, too. And It's been Unbelievable! It's been on Amazon's bestseller list for the entire time, and you know I'm just got fans all over the world write me emails and tell me how much they love the book. And seeing that one was successful, I published my second one called Dangerous Flights, mostly about the TV show that just came out last month, and people are really liking that too. So also on Amazon. Also on Amazon. Yep. Yeah, very cool. And uh, or you can go to CarrieMcCauley.com and I'll send you a signed copy. But, oh, even better. Yep, even better. And uh, selling a bunch here at Oshkosh, and apparently I'm a writer now, so I've got a third book coming out. And, oh, uh, what's, uh, what's the title? Well, I've, I've got a novel coming out that's titled Crew Chief, but uh, the next book I'm working on, and maybe some of your listeners might be able to help me with this, I'm looking for other pilots' stories. Mm. I want to put a book together of not just my stories, but other pilots' stories, because mm. everybody has, knows that one guy that has that one crazy story where he almost got killed or something really right. interesting happened yeah. but he doesn't have enough for his own book sure if you know anybody like that that yeah. wants to have their story immortalized in a book have them get in touch with me you know well, i i don't think i've ever talked about this on my my podcast but when i a uh, young pilot just got my first uh commander a one 112 turbocharged mm -hmm. 40 hours on a tbo'd engine and I didn't have a lot of mentors, so I, I might say I was young and stupid. <laughs> you know, month into owning it, started up, and I was told by my mechanics, oh, it's morning sickness, and the uh, airplane would take a few minutes, heat up, and then it would be run smoothly. Life was good. Make a long story short, uh, I was halfway between two airports, and the exhaust valve stuck open. I had passengers, four-banger engine, the airplane now running on three cylinders, shaking like crazy. <laughs> I got to pull the power back to stop the shaking. Went into a uh, uh, the closest airport, talking to ATC. They declared an emergency for me. Thinking, okay, I've got this. I got the power retarded. Speeds on the lower side of the curve. I'm trying to reduce the shaking. So what's going to happen when I bring the gear down? bring the flaps down and honestly one of my best landings ever pulled off shut her down got out of the airplane 
my knees couldn't stop shaking for about <laughs> five minutes. And the most terrifying part, I had to call my wife to say, sweetheart, I'm not going to be able to pick up the kids in an hour. And I just had an emergency. <laughs> Make a long story short, airplane was grounded. They'd pull the cylinders out, send it back, and, you know, etc. But you're right. Cool. I think that most pilots do have stories. They've got hidden away. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, you're... I, I, so many people who read Fairy Pilot and love those stories, they, they clamor for more. They just, we all like reading a little short story, a little snippet of some yeah. guys, like your story you just told. That's fascinating. It's like, be perfect for the book. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I love that. You know, they, they've told tons of military stories like that, and I'll, I'll include military stories in, in my sure. book, but there's lots of great. Lots of great civilian stories out there too that I deserve. I think deserve to be told. Yeah, absolutely. So, any uh, any final thoughts for uh, the Plane Talk audience? I think basically remember this: if you've got time to panic, you've got time to do something more productive. Carrie, again, thank you so much for being on our podcast. All right, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Plane Talk. If you have any ideas for a future Plane Talk episode please go to the Contact Us page at plaintalk.ca and send in your idea. Don't forget to like us at plaintalk.ca, our Facebook and LinkedIn pages, and this podcast. And never stop living the dream.